Broski here, and right now, you're listening to the Matt Madness Podcast. They talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Ron Pashery. With me this week are my good friends, Ek2Fly, Eric Trembicki. Hello. International YouTube superstar, Preptagon Jr., Josh Prepiguina. It's me, it's me, it's P R E P. And Mr. Wednesday Night Live, we call him Alo. The ladies call him Balo. Aaron Lloyd, uh, welcome to the show. It is our Elimination Chamber preview. Before we get to the show, please check out Falls Count Anywhere with Russ and Matt. The Perfect Edge with Donovan. Go back and listen to our old Throwback Madness episodes, our old Unsanctioned episodes, five-star ratings and reviews, subscribe on iTunes, uh, check out our YouTube channel, well, Elroy Prepson's YouTube channel, where we have all our hijinks documented from the last few months. More to come, I'm sure, very soon. Um, Alo, would you like to move some merch? Yes, if you want to embrace the match, you do so at watermaneuver.net, and you can head over to colinelbow.com and catch their flash sale right now with 25% off, but you also use promo code MADNESS for, 10%, for an extra 10% off, so that'll be 35% off your order. What a pro, throwing the new 25% discount out there. All my P's and Q's all, <laughs> all puns and <laughs> Um And then last thing before we get into it, we have Throwback Madness Super Brawl 6 that just released this past Monday, so that's a still a new one. Very fun show to listen to, if I don't say so myself. Uh, and coming up in the next couple weeks, we will start our Road to WrestleMania throwbacks. So keep an eye out for those. This weekend, you can catch me at <laughs> Standalone Wrestling Presents Liftoff, Saturday, February 24th, at the Atlantic Cape Community College Building E. I will be there. Uh, doing stuff for the podcast, doing some interviews. That show features Emma, well, now Tennille Dashwood, mm-hmm. a.k.a. Baby Mom, and uh, <laughs> NXT's Martin Stone, as well as former CZW champion Joe Gacy and former Impact Tag Team champions LAX. So really looking forward to that, and I hope to see some of you guys there. Has Tennille Dashwood uh, started to actually utilize the Baby Mom name moniker yet or not really not yet i think she's waiting until this weekend okay so we're very soon to be <laughs> yeah if you didn't know i was the one who got her the deal with ring of honor <laughs> so. we we on this show were aware mm-hmm. and now our all our listeners are, yeah. are aware too yeah. yeah the listeners like indie prep <laughs> ring of honor <laughs> yeah indie prep indie prep has a lot of pull yeah per- perfect fit right there yeah um so general question to everybody might as well kick off with this because it's one of the bigger pieces of news in the wrestling world. Brand pay-per-views are over after WrestleMania. Uh, is this good or bad? Are you guys happy or not happy about it? I think it's got to be good. For some weird reason, I kind of en- enjoyed it. But at, at the same time, because it makes you more excited for the big four. But some of the stuff with the split shows are, is just falling way too flat. And I feel like they're having a hard time getting matches. I mean, I think as of right now, there's, oh, they just listed a fifth match for the Chamber. Yeah, five matches on the card currently. 
Uh, Prep, I know you really wanted to talk about this, so I'm curious your thoughts. Yeah, this was probably the topic I was most looking forward to talking about this week. (laughs) So for me, it's, we use this phrase a lot, but it's really a gift and a curse. Like, it's really good because then you can focus on well thought out, like really good storylines that, Mm -hmm. you know, that's what we think. But then it's bad because, like, you figure every pay-per-view, like, not every champion is going to be on every pay-per-view. A lot of the cha- – like, the Cruiserweight division is doomed. Like, <laughs> 205 Live is it, which I'm fine with. Like, I'll watch my 45 minutes a week. Like, no problem. Probably one thing. Um, did you – in that report, I could have sworn I, I saw that they're going to be four hours long. So Yeah. Okay. Was that, that, that's okay, that, that's a good was thing, that officially so. announced or is that just what's been – being discussed like do we know for sure that's the case i didn't I, read go ahead bro i feel like that's the only way that they can make a show yeah. happen which i'm not happy about because that just means another hour you know instead of getting the x at eight we got to get there at seven now to start the show like <laughs> more time with troy more time with troy yeah i would get there at six and if team. i get to chill with troy and <laughs> team the whole time but for the like I feel so bad for people like Apollo and Titus. Like you almost said d- that last name. Yeah, I almost did. <laughs> don't do it. Cruz can't lose <laughs> unless it's his last name. It's it's, a, it's so bad because they just gave him like that good mm-hmm. saying, "Cruz can't lose," and then boom, his name's gone. But be- that's besides the point. Like, and a lot of these tag teams, like these secondary tag teams, are not going to get no play. Right. None at all. And the women are going to suffer the most. That's just my tag team and women will suffer the most. You done prep? Yeah, I'm done. Good. Okay. Um, I think this is a good thing because I remember when the brand split first started, and I was telling you guys back in oh two. Well, what was the first one? Oh three. When the when the brand specific pay per view started, they had to reach deep, and some of those pay per views are some of the worst shows they've produced in this decade. In decade plus, because mm-hmm. a lot of those shows, a lot of shows are, are terrible, and we would never even talk, want to talk about. But the talent now, you are able to do that. But I like it because if you get the fourth hour, then that's good, and then that's not including the pre-show. So that that'll be good. I, I do think women in tag teams will suffer because you have, let's say, you have two tag team title matches and two women's title matches. Would you want to see that on the main show? Will one get bumped to the pre-show? Right. That'll be the main problem. But I think it's good because for the television shows, and especially because you don't, you can actually tell better stories. And for example, since SmackDown has Fastlane, they haven't had a pay-per-view since the Royal Rumble. That was a joint show, but. You won't, you'll have to put less effort into storytelling and won't have to drag things out. So it may actually be a bit better. That's what that's what I think. And storylines could even like be like, even if they don't get on the paper, you could be like strictly for SmackDown. And I think that'll be a, I think that'll be a good thing because I know you guys have seen the pictures of like Raw and SmackDown being empty, right? For the last couple of weeks, and especially this week. And how they can't sell tickets for for Chamber, mm-hmm. and they're trying to get Ronda Rousey's name and the whole buy one get one free ticket and stuff. It shouldn't get to that point because I know me and Equator, we've been going back and forth as far as like sneakers go go go, and it's like I could, I'll compare I say like Nike doesn't try, so I'll compare WWE to Nike. It's like they'll just throw something out there, like there's like for the culture events, mm-hmm. like, for like Black Cement Three just came out. 
that's a for the culture shoe. WrestleMania and Royal Rumble, those will always sell, but you can't sell all the other stuff. So those are the for year. the culture events. What? Yeah, the big event. The big events, yeah. I just wanted you to say it. Yeah, Rumble, mm-hmm. SummerSlam. Call, call them it. Rumble, Mania, call SummerSlam, Survivor Series. Those will always sell you never They're always for the culture those. shoes. Yeah. <laughs> the, for the culture shoes, they will always sell you having the problem. It's just everything else like, okay, we'll give them this. But the thing is, even if, even if they put the stuff on, the tickets on sale, you still don't have to buy them. And the problem is they lose they lose money out on that, and people aren't even spending that money the discounted prices to even go to these shows, right? Because it's such a stretch, and the but WWE like they're not really hurting financially because they're in so, into so many other things. But I think this is like really good, and I think it'll give us more enjoyment out of the weekly shows, specifically SmackDown and the pay per views. We haven't been down to pay per views. The SmackDown pay per views have been bad in the, in the in the last few, but that's because SmackDown's been falling. As of late, but I think it'll be really good for the long haul for both shows because you can actually present everything and make everything matter on the pay per view, and you can actually tell stories throughout your television show and not have to ha- have long winded stories. Yeah, so the first thing that's good about it is I think you get the event of it's once a month. It's kind of one of the reasons why the NFL has been so successful, is because. If you're a Sixers fan or a Flyers fan or we're in Philadelphia for another city and you have hockey or baseball teams, whatever, you got to keep track of when's my te- is my team playing Tuesday? Are they playing Thursday? Are they playing a back-to-back? It's a lot to keep track of. The NFL, you know your team is playing this time on Sunday or they got the Monday night football game or they got the Thursday night game and it's one game and it's done for the week. And I think that's been a huge help to the NFL is that they have been appointment TV. WWE, like, how many times have I said it on this show where it's like we're either reviewing or previewing a pay-per-view every every show? It's It was too much. So it's good that it's now a once-a-month viewing thing where you're watching the pay-per-view. The downsides, obviously, are four hours is a lot to ask of anyone still. It's hard to keep a live crowd hot for four-plus hours especially if it's not a big show like SummerSlam or WrestleMania or the Rumble. Um, And I do worry that they're going to have trouble. They're going to have trouble, I think, figuring out their storytelling, at least to start. I don't know. I don't know what to think about their storytelling because I don't really trust their storytelling at this point. I don't either, but it can't get any worse. I, I hope that's true. <laughs> I really do. I think my whole small nitpick for it is 2016 when they did the brand split, I think overall, obviously SmackDown was really hot. I think it was for the better. It helped. I just think this is going to be almost like a death nail to the brand split. I think a year from now, brand split's going to be over. If you're going to put them on the, the pay-per-views all the time, I mean, there's a chance it works, but that's just kind of my, my one prediction. If SmackDown wasn't live on Tuesdays, I probably would totally agree with that. But because it's a live, and I think they're depending on those two live shows for their TV deal, that I don't think they can end the brand split. I think I think that's kind of too important to their TV money, which is what's keeping them floating at this point, I think. Uh, so I don't know if, because that was my first thought, is like, oh, they're going to do away with the brand split. But I just, I don't think that they can, because I think, that Tuesday live show is just too important to them. Doesn't like TV means more now because there's less pay per view time. So mm-hmm. I guess like the women 
will be more featured on TV, but less I, I featured re- on pay per view. Yeah, and less featured on pay per view. But I don't know because they want to preach equality, but there's no sign of that yet. No, I, and obviously we won't know how this plays out until we get into April, May, June, and see how it goes. Because what is it? It's fast lane. It's fast lane, then mania, and then after mania. Did they, did they yeah, I, th- I think it's done after. I thought they said it was done after me. Yeah. Backlash is the first one. Yeah, is Backlash that? is the first one. Okay, so R- rumor back- has it also the the shakeup supposed to happen at Backlash. Yeah, Backlash is supposed okay, to be the yeah. draft or whatever. But well, depend. I don't know if the, how they're going to. I don't know if it's going to be that the shakeup or a lottery, right? Or you're going to redraft completely. I don't know how they're going to do that. But yeah, you're right. After Mania, it is Backlash. So Backlash is always going to be a pay per view. What are they losing? Battleground, I think. I, I haven't looked at the paper. Battleground and Fast. I great Balls of Fire. There's a there's no Great Balls of Fire this year. Yeah. Well, there there goes that that yearly summertime monster movie pay per view. But at least we had one good one. Yeah, good one it, and, and you know what? You can't ask for much more than they're bat, they batted a thousand on Great Balls of Fire yeah. against uh, all odds. <laughs> we, we've now been waiting for 19 years for another St. Valentine's Day. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah, I. There's obviously pros and cons to it. I'm willing to wait it out and see and hope that it means good things. But I do think the four-hour pay-per-view we'll is still prep a will lot. tell you we'll, where we're going to be when we watch the shake-up at um, Backlash. Where will that be? Act 2 Flies Crew. <laughs> yeah, four, four hours. Ain't that great? <laughs> but, yeah, we'll see. So, But everybody pretty much is encouraged about it, sees it as a good thing. Yeah. Because yeah, what, did, what did we have? I'm wait and see. What do we have? That I feel like that first year of the brand split, we had like 16 or 18 pay-per-views. Yeah, it's it's definitely overkill, but I just don't know what they're going to do with it. Like, yeah, it's kind of wait and see, but I, I think it's going to be interesting. Um, I, I'm I'm look I'm I think my feeling on just the once a month outweighs any other negatives to me at this point. Because I really don't like knowing, okay, we got the Raw pay-per-view here. Two weeks later, we got a SmackDown one. Two weeks later, another Raw one. Then it's WrestleMania. Then two weeks later, there's another one. It was too much. I think it'll be a little more special now that we know it's only happening once a week. Yeah, even if they are four hours long, we're still actually saving time because we don't get them back-to-back. Right. Yeah, so in the long run, we're saving time, even though each show itself is a little longer. Uh, any other thoughts on the the brand the brand pay per views being over? Will anybody miss them? Nope. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I won't either. Any anything that means a little less programming, I'm I'm happy with. Uh, and the last thing before we get into the preview of Elimination Chamber, I have a very quick positive: Ronnie versus the world. It is not wrestling related, but I have to say this. As much as I talk about LeBron James on this show, and I invite him to be a guest on the show every week, and Alo has started his his Cavs corner for LeBron James every every week, where he gives advice to the Cavaliers organization and LeBron James himself. I have to talk about Joel Embiid, the face of the process in Philadelphia, on him showing out at the All Star Game and All Star Weekend. That's I've, still a thing. What, the All-Star Weekend? It is a little bit, I guess. Uh, he, I've never been more proud of an athlete than I am of Joel Embiid right now. That kid came over here from Africa at 15, having just started to play basketball. He was stuck on a JV high school team till his senior year. 
He went to Kansas. He didn't think he was good enough to play for that team. He thought he was going to have to redshirt. Vaults to the number one pick and then gets an injury, falls to number three, misses two years, loses his 13-year-old brother during all this going on, plays 31 games last year, gets hurt again and misses a whole season, and now he's on the court at the All-Star game with LeBron James, with Steph Curry, with Kevin Durant, and he looked like he belonged there. He did not look out of place. He did not look afraid to be there. He was a starter. He deserved it. He was getting the ball at the end of the game when the, it was in the balance. I'm proud of the guy. I'm happy for him. As So, again, as much as I talk about LeBron James, Joel, the show, the show is always open to you as well. Uh, any thoughts by anybody on Joel Embiid and his success that he has found I'll, in 2017? I'll speak for my best friend and say any fan of Triple H is a friend, <laughs> is a friend of his. You didn't take the words out of my mouth. <laughs> How'd you feel about him cheating in the skills contest? Loved it. <laughs> <laughs> that's one of the things that's most lovable about him is he's a 23-year-old guy who still basically acts like a teenager. And I really think he well, he wasn't cheating to win. I think he knew it's going to look bad for me if Lowry Markin is shooting the three and I'm not in the screen yet. <laughs> so I think he just ran down there to be able to try to get a shot off. He didn't care about cheating or not. But, yeah, he's an endearing guy. I love the guy. I'm proud of him, and I'm happy that he's representing my city and my team for the next, hopefully, 10 years. Yeah, I'm real excited to see what LeBron has to say about him in his State of the Union. <laughs> With his, the NBA the bias? St- yeah, the, M- <laughs> the State of the NBA, <laughs> as told by LeBron James. Yeah, which we'll get probably right after the finals or right during the finals. Um, so Elimination Chamber. We have a men's Elimination Chamber with seven entrants. And we have the first ever women's chamber. So which one is going to main event the show? Men's. Men. The Ronda Rousey contract signing. <laughs> you think that'll be the main event? No, the men's, for sure. Yeah. I, just to troll the people I called out on Ronnie versus the World three or four weeks ago, I would love for the, for the women to be the main event. I, but like, I think there's too much star power in this men's elimination but chamber. The, but the way they're presenting it, like they're putting the women's chamber match on the advertisement in the forefront of it. So I really wouldn't be shocked, but I think with all the star power in the men's, I do think the men's will main event. Yeah, I think with Roman, Cena, Braun, I think they'd have a hard time not having the main event. But I, I personally would love to come on the show next week with the women being the main event. Well, well no matter what, you'll be happy because you get you can have that, uh-huh. or you can have Roman heading to WrestleMania. <laughs> Yeah. So it's a win-win situation for you. Next week will be the happiest I've been on this show in quite some time, I think. I will be I'll probably be gloating on the show next week. Would be my So guess. you can't lose. No. Um Gauntlet match was kind of the headline of Raw this week. I'm going to go I'm going to highlight of the week. I'm going to go out on a limb right now and this is getting my vote for match of the year <laughs> because it probably kept nine at least 90 minutes worth of crap off raw this week yes <laughs> so if 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 it's not match of the year i think it deserves to be on the board it's for on that the board. alone it's on the board yes. <laughs> yeah for me i mean at least the f- the first hour and 5 minutes should be on the board exactly yeah we had we talked last week about seth and his promo Eck, i'm glad that you made us kind of circle back to it last week because it was important him saying how much he wants to be the man again and he misses Monday Night Rollins and he wants to be kind of the face of it again and did they do a hell of a job of making him seem important on Monday Night Raw yeah he gonna win he went an hour and five minutes 
he pinned clean Roman Reigns and John Cena back to back. My two favorite guys. Yeah, like how if he turns heel again, that needs to be a slogan for the rest of his. He, career. Oh yeah, but I, I thought commentary did an unbelievable job putting over what he was doing in the match. I even loved his interview afterwards, saying, "Yeah, this was great. I beat two of the best of all time." But it means nothing. Yeah, if I don't win on Sunday, it doesn't mean anything. And I, I thought that. Yeah, his segment obviously was awesome. And then there was a whole other almost full hour after he was out of it. So I don't know who wants to go first, but just thoughts on Seth and the Elimination Chamber. I'll go first. I mean, it was awesome. Uh, Between false finishes, Seth coming back, a little bit of, you know, just with how injury-prone the roster's been over the past three years or so, there was moments there where you thought, oh, geez, man, this guy's leg, he shouldn't be doing what he's doing, but he was out there, he gave everything, and the kitchen sink. Uh, it, it was awesome. Catches Cena and throws him up on his shoulders in oh, CAA. Unbelievable. Incredible. Yeah, Halo? Yeah. We were um, we did a throw we recorded a throwback and we talked about how much we loved old Rollins. This was old Rollins here because I thought this was this was excellent. I wasn't shocked he beat Roman because he always beats Roman. I don't think Roman's ever actually pinned Seth Rollins yet. He's got his number. Yeah, so I thought this was fantastic because as this, as it was going on, my brother texted me say he wasn't feeling this at all. Really. Yeah, because he said I think his complaint was how long this was, but I don't have a complaint at all. But look, this is better than half the crap we would have got in all the BS segments. We'd have got seen Kurt Angle's office. We would have Kurt Angle saying WWE and all this other stuff a bunch of times. Replays of everything that happened exactly. multiple times. Exactly. But so that that discredit. So that got so that got rid of all that for us. And I love the every second of this. Rollins shine throughout this entire night. I loved his match with his match with Cena because Cena was like, "What the hell do I got to do to beat this guy?" The, like even the sp- part with Cena was like kind of staring him down, and Rollins is backed up into the corner. Like you said, the AA it was great, mm-hmm. and he kind of like sold himself that money that Rollins is back, and he <laughs> needed this kind of he needed to have this kind of performance. And I like the fact they made everybody look strong, even though Roman and Cena they, they don't need the win, but they made Elias look good, they made Finn look good, like Miz look good, and Braun's Braun. But everybody did look really good in this match. Seth basically stole this whole show. So I think he's he's overshadowing every, what every, mostly what everybody else did. But he needed this, and I enjoyed every second of it. Yeah, so two, two things before I, I turn it to prep. I think watching Seth do the AA on Cena, as much as people I, – I feel like I've heard this before, that it's kind of a weak finisher. But seeing – Seth try to do it on Cena I think makes you really appreciate how easily Cena does it on everybody else <laughs> like the fact that he could do it on the big show and Brock I, I think that that made me appreciate the ease with which Cena does it and was there anybody better than Elias to be the one to eliminate Seth yeah, I'm, after I'm all that I'm that perfect person to <laughs> eliminate him yeah I thought it was awesome Prep what were your thoughts <laughs> WWE good job you did something different now didn't you <laughs> Listen, Seth Rollins, if you didn't think he was one of the best workers in the company, watch this match. He reminds you that he, to me, he's the second best worker. AJ is definitely number one and has surpassed him. But Seth Rollins showed his ass this match. Mm -hmm. That 
you know, hour and five minutes. He really, he really brought it. He reminded me who he was. He shut me up because I was complaining about him for weeks mm-hmm. now. On, but it was more of his character work and not his in ring. But right. to see him back to being Seth, even though he's a face, you know, his in ring work shined, and this was amazing. Like I loved it. I was hyped. I was very hyped. Yeah, it was awesome. And I texted you guys. It's amazing how an hour and a half can fly by when it doesn't suck. Yeah, because it's 100%. <laughs> Raw, this was the easiest three-hour Raw I've ever watched because when the match was done, it was like 9.45. Yeah. yeah. I think it might have even been a little later. Than it, probably, it probably was, but all I had to look for, all I, all I had to do was like cringe was about the women's stuff. I think the match started between eight and nine minutes, and I think the match itself was an hour and forty-eight. So I think it was it's, it ended around one fifty-six, one fifty-seven. So it took up almost the whole first two segments. And I guess it did because of you know the end with Braun destroying the Miztourage afterwards. Probably took it right up to two hours. How great was Miz's face when he, when he saw Braun's music hit? So that's in my notes. Unbelievable facial from the, <laughs> from the Miz, like so full of himself and just forgetting what was awaiting him. After he took out Finn Balor, and um, I know you, I know we've been hearing about the reports of Vince stepping away after WrestleMania, and watching this match, this doesn't seem like a Vince thing. What do you guys? I th- I personally think this is, this is a Triple H call because this style and this kind of match on Raw doesn't seem like something Vince would do. Too too different. I mean, it was basically like not not. A, I mean, it is what it is. It's a gauntlet match, but going. Two thirds of the show, I mean, it was so good. And I'll tell you what, I cringed when I saw the idea of a gauntlet match, but it, it was exciting. Admittedly, so did I. Yeah, and they and um they validated everybody in this match. Everybody got their chance to shine. And like I said, Cena and Roman didn't need to win any parts of this match, but everybody else really got a pen uh, got a pinfall victory. So they sold every everybody else got sold on. Yeah, if I had to say, I would I would assume that this is probably not a Vince call. Prep, you think the same thing? Yeah, I mean, come on. When's the last time we've seen something like this? Like, and we know he's in charge, but this doesn't have his fingerprints. Like, we know he stepped away from 205 Live. 205 Live is the best hour of WWE television right now, and we know it. he's not on that. So what? why would I think that he has to do with this great segment? Like, Yeah. Even the style self was working. I was like, like, this can't be Vince. Yeah, and (laughs) he is so good. (laughs) Seth is so good. If you didn't like this, like if you're complaining about this, you really should just stop watching <laughs> because you just want to find something to complain about if you didn't enjoy this. And there were people. Yeah. There so were people who complained. You, you should get off board because. So would you want to see the, the WWE shop segment? Yeah, that you would have just complained about whatever else was on in its place. And the interview segments in like oh, in the middle of the match. Really so good. Yeah, I, I thought that was a really nice touch they added on to it. It gave it a feeling of something that mattered, not just, okay, I went out there and did my part, and now I'm gone. Like, you had to comment on what happened while you were in there. Did this make any of you feel any differently about what you think is going to happen on Sunday? Not about what I think is going to happen, but I'm excited for it. Okay. Alo? No, it doesn't. I just I think Rollins may get a good run in this chamber match because they're actually telling that story. Now, see, something that I know Laugh mentioned it earlier, and I kind of I kind of like the idea, but I don't think it's going to happen. I, since Rollins, we all knew it was supposed to be Reigns and Lesnar, but Rollins did insert himself in that match at 31. So that would be kind of like 
the closing of the book for Lesnar's contract from that because that was the last chapter of his last contract. So I would like to see that, but I don't think that's going to happen because I think it's set on being Reigns and Lesnar as being that final match for Brock. If it's, Is that when his contract's up? Because they keep saying different stuff. Yeah, I keep hearing, right, like, Mania is his last date. Okay. Supposedly there's a closure in there where it could get pulled out till a couple months Yeah, past. I, I, I saw something like that, but I think Reigns and Lesnar is where they're mo- 98% headed, but I would, th- I would like... I would, I would personally like Rollins to have be with Reigns and Lesnar in that match. But I do think Rollins will sell will sell his ass off in this match. So you'd like to see a little bit of the more things change, the more they stay the same. Yeah. With the three of them in the ring again at WrestleMania. Yeah. Because you want if you want to go back to that, you can also go back to Rollins and then go back to go back to that. Because if this doesn't happen, because if that, this doesn't happen for Rollins, what's Rollins going to do? Right. Because if they keep talking about Rollins going to be in a tag in a tag with, against Triple H and Steph, we'll get to that probably later. Mm-hmm. But is Rollins, Angle, or Rock? Rock's not, probably not going to do it. Rollins or Angle? You're going to waste Rollins and that, but and they'll be like, oh, but he's working with Triple H and Stephanie. No. Right. That went nowhere last year. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't need to go anywhere this yeah. year. <laughs> Perhaps you said you think Seth is going to win. I'm assuming you were being facetious. I was being facetious, yes. But did this give you any pause as to what you think is going to happen on Sunday in the Chamber match? I've been going through this since I've been off the show the last two weeks, just, like, in my head jogging, like, saying, like, I I really don't think that they're going to go with Roman. But I don't – because initially my thought was, like, oh, maybe we get Finn that wins. Like, because they're, like, holding him off. They're kind of keeping him down. Like, a win – a victory like that, like, he shot right back to top real easy. But he was the most forgettable part of this gauntlet match, like – I don't even remember what he did. I know he took out Elias, and that was all I remember. He wore red. Yeah, he wore a different color. <laughs> Burgundy. <laughs> but it was so forgettable. Like, So I really don't know. I would like I would love for Seth to win because I think that dynamic with him and Brock. Well, we didn't yeah. never got to see a real match with them because their match, wasn't it interrupted by The Undertaker? Yeah, mm-hmm. and it was that whole beatdown where Brock destroyed Seth. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't mind seeing it. So do you guys want to give predictions, or do you have any more thoughts on the Raw multiple segments that this took up? Predictions, Excellent. I guess. Yeah, it was fantastic. So who do you think wins the Elimination Chamber match on Sunday prep? Man, I don't want to say Roman. <laughs> like, I'm not, I'm not a person who would be mad if Roman wins, but I just don't feel like he's going to win. So I'll say Seth. You think Seth? I think Seth. So you're not being facetious anymore. I'm not being facetious anymore. <laughs> I've sold myself on it. Eck? I'm going to predict Roman. I'm going to take the safe route. But uh, you know what I always say? Surprise me. So yeah. if someone else wins, you know. You know especially especially if it's the Miz. I was hoping someone <laughs> didn't take the cheap out and, and put, point that detail out. Alo? Roman. <laughs> Yeah, I have to say Roman. I feel like it would be out of character for me to say anything else. But <laughs> well, Cena's would, in the match, too. Yeah, so that makes it tough. But I, I would love, if, if I was choosing, as much as we are the official podcast of Roman Reigns, <laughs> I have and talked— And the spokesman for John Cena. Yes, I have talked a lot about Seth Rollins and how much I miss the Seth Rollins we used to have and how much I was relating to the Kingslayer version of Roman Reigns when he was saying, I'm back. I'm, I'm trying to get back to who I used to be. I would be thrilled 
if they gave it to Seth Rollins because that one that would be a huge change, and two, that would tell me a lot about where the direction of this product is going yeah. in, in a good way. But if Roman wins, I'll obviously be happy, and like I said, I will be gloating on this show next week. I'd love it. I think ideally, I would um, if I could pick. I think it would be Balor because I think that would be the biggest surprise. So that would be if it's not Roman, that's who you'd. If most I like could pick, if I could pick. Um, but I love Aaron's idea of it becoming like a triple threat just because despite that being the way 31 ending, you didn't go into 31 anticipating a triple threat. So right now, if we're going into 34, getting the rematch from 31, the advertised match, at least if it's advertised as a triple threat, it is something fresh. Right. I agree. Uh, women's Chamber, we have Alexa Bliss defending her women's title against Sasha Bailey, Sonya Deville, Mandy Rose, and Mickey James. All we had on Raw this week with them was a six-woman tag. I actually thought this was pretty fun. I don't know if it's because the first two hours blew by and all we had was that last hour. I don't. I, if it was a regular Raw, I may not have enjoyed it as much as I did, but I thought Sasha looked great in this match. She tapped Alexa. We had... Mickey saving Alexa, which sets us up for Alexa to betray her on Sunday. How do you guys feel about where this has gone to at this point? I tried to enjoy this, but they didn't carry over the second storyline from last week, and that was Sasha and Bailey, because Sasha's back to her and Bailey being best right. friends, and that, that was one thing that kind of bothered me. The whole Alexa being reluctant to work with Absolution, I thought it was fun, and <laughs> like making sure she never touched Mickey. I thought that was good. So that, but they kind of built their alliance because even after the match, they attacked Sasha and Bailey. Right. But Alexa's made the save for Mickey. Oh, Mickey, Mickey made the save for Alexa. So that's the only thing they really built. They didn't really build off what I wanted them to. But I enjoyed the SmackDown six six woman tag better than this. Cause I think I think the other um, the opposing team was better as better workers. And well, Ruby Riot was in the Riot Squad are better workers than what. Pay, uh, Mandy and Sonya Deville are, mm-hmm. but I, I'm over these these groups and these six women tags. I don't know what I, I don't. I just want to know what direction they're going in, so I can actually get a better feel and actually enjoy what's going on because we've gotten this for two months now. Yeah, Eck, do you feel like they've done a good done a good enough job of making the first ever women's chamber match important for any reason other than it's the first one? Um, I mean, they're not really focusing on the aspect of the chamber, but I don't feel like they really do that for any of the matches anymore. Um, the whole Bailey Sasha, I kind of forgot about it because I know one that they weren't gonna, they weren't gonna give us all <laughs> that. Like, like that's too good for us on a roll. They're not gonna <laughs> give us anything more with that. I did like that they continued the Alexa and Mickey. Like, are they friends? Are they not? That was like the main thing I just kept looking forward to. I am interested in seeing how this plays out. I don't really see a title change, but I'm not sure what they're going to do because we talked about it earlier and we talked about it, um, you know, something we record prior to this, but I I see, I can't see them doing two straight up one-on-one women's matches. I think one of them is going to get a multi-person or like a triple threat way to go. And I think you kind of got to get Alexa to drop the title in the chamber so she can, like, want her rematch, but maybe somehow someone else is owed a match. Hmm. That'd be interesting. Prep, what are your thoughts on the build to this? I I thought, like, Sasha was killing herself in this match. Like, girl, you got a week 
till <laughs> this real big match. Why are you killing yourself in this match? Like, I thought Mandy almost took her face off at that one spot where yeah. she like dropped toe holder or she pushed her face into the turnbuckle. Oh, yeah, I was like, I good lord! <laughs> I was like, she has a concussion. Like, she's dead. <laughs> but for this does nothing for me. Like. This whole multi-women stuff, this stuff does nothing for me. The only, well, we'll get to the only thing that I'm looking forward to, women-wise, in the, the WWE for Mania. Yeah, the, so I mentioned you last week, I think, when I talked about this, but you obviously weren't here. Do you think the Ronda Rousey contract signing will overshadow this match? No, not at all. Not at all? I don't think so. We had a vignette talking all about Ronda Rousey, everybody in the company putting her over. This was good. Showing a lot of her highlights. It was good. This I was thought, good. Yeah. She cute. I thought this was mm-hmm. good. Yeah, I love I, <laughs> I love Ronda. I, I made this very clear to you guys. Mm-hmm. I just don't want her in my wrestling. Right. But this vignette was good. Like, I enjoyed it. It was good. There's one nitpick I have about it, though. They didn't show her losing. <laughs> no, I don't care about that. <laughs> they should have. I don't care about that because... It makes her, like, human. But yeah. they got to save that. When I actually, comes I actually at her missed neck. this. I fast-forwarded. Really? I was like, I was like you know what? They were going to play the same exact promo Sunday. So. Right. You'll see it by the time you watch the show. The nitpick I have is two, actually. One, Stephanie called her an Olympic champion, which she's not. She, she won a bronze medal. So you're reaching and trying to. You, what she's done, her resume is impressive enough. You don't have to add things to it that aren't there. And the other thing is, like, I'm just finding it really pathetic how much they love saying she wants to be a part of this. They're trying, they're so thirsty to be seen as legitimate. That they're just—it's like it's like a kid who was a dork in his freshman year in high school, and hangs out with the cool kids one time, and he's chasing after it forever. That's what I feel like. And unfortunately, WWE—you're a successful company. Everyone knows who you are. Your name is synonymous with the industry of professional wrestling. You're bigger than the whole industry, but you will never be seen as legitimate to people who don't already care about you. The mainstream is never going to see you as legitimate. You're always going to be used as a joke by a certain segment of people. Certain people are never going to take you seriously. And I think I think this kind of goes back into they take away Apollo Crews' last name. I don't know if this is true or not, but the rumor I saw was that the shooter in Florida, his last name is Cruz, and they didn't want to associate with that. Who is associating those two things? <laughs> Nobody's going to. And it's spelled different. Yeah, and I and I saw another thing that this pay per view is not called Elimination Chamber in Germany. It's called No Escape because they're oh, worried. It's been that way. I know, but I never knew that until t- today. And they're the reason why it's called No Escape is because they think people will associate it with gas chambers from the Holocaust. Nobody's going to think that. They're worried about. All of the wrong things. They're worried so much more about all of these little trivial matters. Not that these events were trivial, but these things are not going to cause a problem for WWE. They're so worried about all this stuff. They're worried about that more than just putting on a good show. And that bothers me a lot. And the other thing I think that bothers me about it is you don't need to be a massive mainstream thing in our current landscape because it's better to be a niche product now than it's ever been in the history of 
humankind. Everything's a niche product now. All you have to do is know who you're advertising to, and they know that. But they're trying to make it for everyone, and it's never going to be for everyone. But that being said, the vignette itself was good. It made me more excited to see Ronda Rousey on Sunday. Do you think there are any there's any type of dramatics on Sunday, or do you think it's literally just a straight contract signing? Somebody's getting a judo toss. Yeah, mm-hmm. or yeah. gets put through a table. <laughs> do you have any predictions on who it is? Stephanie. Stephanie. Hopefully, Hunter's wife. So you think or without Hunter. a doubt? <laughs> oh well, he t- he took a good hip toss. Oh, he was. And so he loves he loves taking a bump in a suit and dress shoes. <laughs> Nobody loves that more. Um, Oscar Nia Jax. This was terrible. Mm-hmm. Remember a couple weeks ago when I was on the show and I praised her the fact Japanese. that she was speaking Japanese? Mm-hmm. Why did they have her speak English? So my thought on this, I kind of found it endearing that she was trying to speak English. Now, maybe that's not the character. Maybe I'm looking at like the woman who is Asuka and saying, I appreciate that you're trying so hard to do this. But I get your point that her speaking Japanese, like, that is her. So let her be herself. And I don't know if they're forcing her to do it. I don't know if she wants to do it. It didn't bother me as much as it seemed to bother other people, but you clearly were not a big fan of it. Yeah, and I think it was only, like, if they would have never did the Japanese segment, this wouldn't have bothered me. But I love the way that Japanese segment came off, so this clearly bothered me. Yeah. Ek? Do you have any thoughts on that? <laughs> so you didn't care. No, I I didn't like this at all. I, I I really didn't like. Like Prep said, the whole Japanese thing it worked a few weeks ago, but this just didn't. And then she was stumbling over her English. It wasn't. Yeah, she well she forgot a word. Yeah, she did at one point. You could see her searching her mind mm-hmm. for what is this next word I'm supposed to say. I think I predicted several weeks ago when they announced the match that by some. Poor stipulation. Naya will still get some type of win and get added to the match. And Asuka's going to kill her. <laughs> My prediction. Well, yeah, we had the Naya sneak attack as we had a few times prior. Does. Oh, wait, did we, we didn't pick. Well, I guess we could predict these together. So, first thing we'll predict women's elimination chamber match. Who wins? Alexa. Eck. Come back to me. Alo? Alexa. I'm also saying Alexa. I think they want her to be the champ at WrestleMania. Eck? I'm going to go Mickey James. That'd be something. And that, that would surprise you. I'm probably going to be <laughs> wrong, but just in case. <laughs> you want to be, you just took the C.K. and Joe Rodermill, yes. Zack Ryder, <laughs> made the Zack Ryder prediction. And Asuka, Nia Jax, Alo? Asuka. Eck? Asuka. Prep? Oscar, listen, the thing I'm most excited for is the day after on Raw when Kurt Angle's like, yeah, I'm really excited for you to face Alexa. And she's like, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> I'm going to go face Charlotte. <laughs> that, would, that will make for a good Raw segment, I think. Mm-hmm. I also think Asuka, I said this last week, I will stand by it. She needs to go into WrestleMania without a blemish on her record. They've built this up for so long over two different brands. There's no reason to waste it now. Um, Bray Wyatt and Woken Matt Hardy. 
This has been an interesting... My note for this is, so... They started this, what, two months ago? They started it. It's been in and out of house shows. It's randomly on Raw. It was on the 25th anniversary. Hopefully this is the culmination. Uh, this was the dark match. This wasn't on Raw, was it? No. No. The sec- they oh, did a promo, and that was oh, it. Oh, they did a promo. Yeah. Something new and different. Yeah. Any, anybody with thoughts on this besides a prediction? Um, They haven't capitalized on Woken, Matt Hardy, at all. Like They've done these promos or whatever, but there's so much more to it than that. Maybe they'll wait until Jeff comes back, because I know... I know Matt's been doing stuff for his YouTube channel, and I know I think Prep said they had like WWE cameras at his house, yeah, and stuff. So I'm, I'm, that stuff's probably just going to be pre-recorded or whatever. But they lo- there's only but so much you can do with Bray Wyatt, cause, and this is going to be going on for two months. Like, we got to have Raw 25, but that was the only time we saw this two go one on one, and that didn't really do anything because Raw 25 as a whole was already a mess. And Bray went over, which was a mess. <laughs> well, WWE apparently. Gained all the rights to the broken stuff. Is that correct? I, I believe I read that somewhere. Mm-hmm. But I feel like they had that they had that stuff before he was even woken. I don't I don't think they had all of it because I read something literally two weeks ago that said they now have they they now have control over all of it. I don't remember what it was specifically that they didn't have. Do you think this is why we got our newest Hall of Fame class member, Jeff Jarrett? Do you think I this was pop, a deal that was made? Dude, I popped so hard when you said that. I was like, huh. <laughs> I, I really did pop for that huge. <laughs> Do you guys think that there's something to that? His, I, his, I think that I makes think sense, so. but I don't think that's going to – I don't think – I think the, the pride by some of those people in the office – being father and son-in-law, I don't think they're going to put someone in strictly off of that. But his ego would need mm-hmm. that so much. Yeah. I'll be honest, my whole opinion on it, I've never claimed to say anything great about Jeff Jarrett on this show or, or being a big fan of him. People can hate Triple H, but I think this all has to do with him and his love for the business because... As much as and Triple H probably hates him. Uh, as how many like interviews has Jeff Jarrett did running his name? But you think he mud? respects his place in the industry? I, I think that's pretty much what Triple H has been doing for the past five or more years, grabbing people that are not associated or blacklisted, blackballed from the company, and he's bringing them back because whether they're doing something with the independents, whether they're resting in peace, or if they have their own company. He's bringing them back so everyone's associated under that umbrella and having one way to connect the dots. So you think this is just another mended fence by Triple H? Yeah. And, I mean, look how many fences he's mended, I guess, in what? It's less yeah, than a, lo- a lot of seriously damaged fences yeah. in the last few years. Yeah, but like you said, you said last week about but I getting inducted. They show how highly what China mended <laughs> fences. China's still not in the Hall of Fame. And I, I feel like with, with people that are passed away that they kind of drag the feet with. Because obviously like they could have mended that with Macho Man way before that. But Yeah, I, I, I do think there's something to that. But I, I do agree with your, your assessment that that is what he's been doing with the Hall of Fame for a long time. So I, I guess my main question, my curiosity is just going with WWE always wants and. Obviously, you can put the the answer to this being the broken rights, but they always if they're going to mend the fences, there, there's got to be something in it for them. 
and they usually like to use that person for it. So, like, Goldberg, he's going in this year. There's stuff they could use him for. They use him for, like, interview segments. They get to use him for specials. They got a couple matches out of him last year. Uh, Ultimate Warrior, they got the men that... Look at all the merchandise. They're still printing shirts, figures, DVDs, everything. (laughs) Like, what I'm just kind of confused about... All the bad blood. Like An award Vince, named after him. <laughs> Vince Vince publicly fired him in 2001, like mm. when he buys WCW. 17 years later, he he's going to bring him back. They're going to pay homage to his WCW and WWE career. They're going to talk about his dad and being in the business. I just want to know, the day after Mania, is there going to be any involvement with Jeff Jarrett in the WWE? Like you said, track past track record says that there will. Isn't that when you get inducted to the Hall of Fame? Aren't you part of like on a like a Legends contract? I believe I don't know if that's official. Do you know that, Brent? I don't know. I and again, it's so many speculations. I don't know. I would figure if you do it, you sign on for at least a year Legends contract. Yeah, I don't know, but I don't need to see Jeff Jarrett on Raw. Or I, SmackDown. I don't either because. When people talk about Jeff Jarrett, the only thing they really talk about is it like is stuff with China. Unless what he's going to do entails one Brian Gerard James reprising <laughs> his role yeah. as the roadie. I was about to say, <laughs> as bad as he is, how good is that music? Yeah, it is good. Like, now see, he was funny in WCW with the with the and I'll take slap, him slap hit guitar. Mm. I'll take that him was hit, funny. Hit one person with a guitar. Yeah, that was funny. Oh, wait till we see it like a backstage segment with him and lies. <laughs> oh, that is good. Do you think that had this had anything to do with the the broken stuff or no? I don't think so. For me, a lot of people are like really giving this too much, like complaining too much about Jeff Jarrett being in the Hall of Fame. For me, and Triple H said it in the vignette when they were talking about Jeff Jarrett, like. Look at the names that Jeff Jarrett has really made something like people like Samoa Joe, people like AJ Styles, Mm -hmm. like the dude has an eye. And for like, I don't know, I've never said this and you guys are going to be like, are you kidding me? But when I was a kid and I first saw a strut, it wasn't Ric Flair. It was was Jeff Jarrett. So if you ever seen me do a strut, I usually throw up the deuces at the end (laughs) because I learned my strut from Jeff Jarrett. So it doesn't like, I don't think he's this great in ring talent, but he has a place in the business yeah. and there are much worse people yeah, in the hall of fame. If you're still complaining about the WWE Hall of Fame, stop. Like you really right It's imaginary. It's, it's not like, a real you thing. Stop watching wrestling. Right. And if if you look at how big the Hall of Fame is, if you're a true wrestling fan and again, I'm not a big fan of the guy, but he deserves to be in it. If you look at the people that are in it, like you can't have probably 40 to 50 people that are in there over him. And I mean WWE, you look at all the grudges they have against him, but they did a special uh, four to five, uh, probably five years ago. I think Punk was still around, but they did like the top ten greatest Intercontinental Champions of all time. Everyone in the company hates him, and he made it in like the top five or six. Right. Yeah, and people say like people are complaining like, oh, he held Vince up for money. So did the Warrior, <laughs> and it was way more money than Jeff Jarrett was holding him up for. Right. So, and as a fan, who cares if he was holding someone up for money? He has nothing to do with us. Zero. Like, like if, if you're mad at Jeff Jarrett for holding Vince McMahon up for money, 
you should be mad at every wrestler that you're a fan of that is not being used for not doing the same thing. Right. Yo. <laughs> Listen to this, okay? Mm-hmm. Just hear me out for like two seconds. The WWE is TV rights are up next year. They're expecting $3 billion at least on a new TV deal. Mm-hmm. And if they re-sign with NBC Universal. Guess who doesn't get a dollar of that money? Any of the wrestlers, $3 billion. The UFC, the $4 billion deal they just sold the company for. Guess who got none of that money? The fighters. The fighters. Yeah. Like... All these guys should be holding up Vince for money. When you hear numbers like that that are public, you're a publicly traded company. Everybody knows what you're making, so they know what they're not getting. Sasha Banks makes $250,000, and somebody like John Cena is making $12 million. Like, don't get me wrong. I know that there's, you know. There's levels. Yeah, there's levels, and I'm not saying Sasha Banks is John Cena, but you're telling me that she only makes a quarter of a million dollars? Come on. That's without merch, right? That's without, and she doesn't get her merch money. Right. She She's selling some of the most merch really? in the company. Their specific contracts, like KO has merch plus his like travel. Like, I, I was reading an article about this. Like, a lot of these guys don't even get merch money. Really? Yeah, it's crazy. It's, it's absolutely insane. Yeah. See, I have no problem with anybody holding up. Vince for money. Yeah, and especially since... If anything, it should make you think, oh, he held him up? How many people do we know did that? Right. Send them in the Hall of Fame. He deserves <laughs> yeah. it. And another thing with that is, especially since WWE's going to continue to get more commercial, I'm interested to see if any of these talents like Sasha or whatever, they'll try to walk. Because, like, get it, overshadow her Ronda Rousey right away. And she's done nothing. We understand that she's a name, but after a while, it's like, you could, look at Emma. Right now, and like Cody set the Cody kind of set the bar. It's like you don't really need WWE. And these for these women, Cody set the bar of what to do. Ryback set the bar of what not to do. <laughs> you know what's crazy? I give so much flack for like I complain about Cody his in ring ability. I I understand that he's a great character, and, but when he left, you know what the first indie show I bought was his first show for Evolve. Because why? Because I wanted to see it because he was talking a big game. Right. Nobody did it like him since. Like, nobody leaves the right way anymore. Like, look at Aries. He just, like, shows up to promotions to win the title and that's it. But nobody's talking about him because nobody cares. Everybody's talking about Cody Rhodes. Everybody's talking about Kenny Omega. Still. Yep, because he went to Evolve, then he joined Bullet Club. So from there. And then it's not like... Yeah, and and it's not like he's, like... He's like um, diminished at all. His height, his hype is still at the height. Right. Somebody like Sasha, I think, would blow up. Yeah. Outside of WWE. Yeah. And I was talking to uh, indie wrestler Renee Michelle, and now like because I had we had heard a rumor that weekend that she had signed a contract with mm-hmm. WWE. So I asked her. I was like, "Oh, is this your last indie show?" And she's like, "She's like, no. Well, in this area for now, why? What's up?" I was like, "Oh, well, I heard you signed a." contract because she's like no i want to stay in japan <laughs> because japan is paying that money is that oh that is that where she is because she was in the million classic right yeah she okay. she's in japan she she for stardom and then i was reading up on it like carl anderson when he was in uh new japan he was making seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars plus his merch money and they were in the bullet club like right. they were making bread like those, nobody needs to go to WWE anymore. Like, yeah, 
Yeah, I agree with that. So, Double J, in the grand scheme, he does deserve his place. We mentioned it on Throwback Rumble 95. He was one of the guys that we said, at this point, a lot of these guys weren't like stars or they weren't what they would become, but almost everybody that was on that show was part of what made wrestling the biggest thing, its biggest era ever, and Double J was part of that. He did a lot. Uh, I'm so glad you asked. That was going to be my next question. Deborah. Probably Brody. I hope so. <laughs> I hope that they that would make a lot of sense. with my baby tonight. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking Jim Cornette would do it again. Uh, yeah, oh, that's the name I was I don't think they get along anymore. No? After that last TNA run, uh, like early last year. Or it could be one of these guys that Triple H has mentioned that he helped build. Yeah, it could be like AJ. AJ Angle. Or well, Samoa Joe. That'd be a- really AJ, because I believe um, AJ was the first person to get a – a full-time TNA contract. Nothing more Jack. I'm looking forward to. I want to see Rebby, like, see them. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody please tape that. Please. So, you think she going to put Maxwell down or just hold him? Hold him. <laughs> hold him. She'll be fine. Uh-huh. She's reeking. So, <laughs> so Bray versus Matt Hardy. Who wins? Who cares? Matt. Yeah, has to be Matt. Matt, Matt yeah. Okay. Uh, Titus Worldwide got another big oh, win over yes. the bar. Listen, I love Titus Worldwide, but like as much as we've praised Apollo these last couple weeks, this was definitely the weakest it was. of like his performance. What was it like three minutes? It long? was a quick match. Well, yeah, but for some reason, like I don't know if they didn't go over the match, but they were like really off. Like I never seen people run into each other so much. Like <laughs> yeah, it was sloppy. But, but they, I am a fan, and yeah. Dana, mm-hmm. awesome. Dana. Speaking of titles for a while, did you guys catch Mixed Max Challenge? No. Oh my gosh. That's the one. I thing did I see Nia drop Titus. Oh. I <laughs> didn't like that. The, the way Nia hates them is so great. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. Because like even, even the entrance, Apollo brought him out to the entrance and they would do the worldwide and Nia just pushed <laughs> him just and kept walking. <laughs> yeah, that's good. They announced a, t- a tag team title match between these two teams. There's no way that the Titus Worldwide is going to beat them again. No, I want them to I so hope bad, so, but it's not. It's and not I hope happen. so. I want something to happen with these guys so bad, but they're just going to go the way of Brazongo. Yeah. Yeah, yeah people they, get, are, they people are get hyped the fashion about it. police of Brazongo. Yeah, people get hyped about it, and then they'll just disappear without ever paying it off. So... Who wins, the bar or the Titus bar, Worldwide? The bar, but I want Titus Worldwide. Heck. Aaron speaks for me. <laughs> Titus <Right>. Worldwide. <laughs> I'm going to predict Titus Worldwide just because I want it so bad. I'll, I'll I thoroughly need, I need it, it to happen. Um, and I, I really hope that they like go over this match and legitimately have a good match because Apollo is so good. I have no doubt that this match will be good. I like, think it will deliver. I was really upset that I wasn't here to like talk about his, mm. those, those. He was shining, man. Yeah, he really was. Um, anything else from Raw or Elimination Chamber? Anybody wants to get into? Nope. Nothing. Nope. So SmackDown. Eh. I was going to say, did anybody see any improvement on SmackDown this week? I didn't watch SmackDown this <laughs> week. No, but I'd love to talk about 205 Live. I watched, I watched 205 Live this week. I, SmackDown was so bad. 
Uh, I agree. I'm was, not going to disagree. Was ter- the, only, the only note that I have for SmackDown, it wasn't on SmackDown. It was how Bobby Roode and Charlotte need to just get a room. <laughs> My God, the, the chemistry is too well, is too good there. Yeah, they... <laughs> I said this they in the group text. Room, I was I'm like, sure they don't. yo, are they going to like tap already? Or what's going on <laughs> here? Like, even the entrance... They did the entrance together... Did they, come out, did they come out in the same robe together? Matching robes, yeah. <laughs> were they were they on the pedestal together? That, no. That's what I meant. No, no. The robe back warriors. To back. The robe warriors. I do like the name. Me too. I do like the name. Is there any good backstage segment from SmackDown? Maybe? There was nothing good like on Shane, SmackDown. There was one Ruby good thing, one good thing on SmackDown. Good. The best thing on SmackDown was seeing Sammy approach Kevin Owens in the locker room. And kiss his ass. And <laughs> when he said he would lay Kevin, down for Kevin, him. Well, Kevin Owens was the one who was like on the wrong end of it at first basically almost like begging sammy and sammy kind of said he would you know please i'm sorry sammy it's fun to see kevin owens in the weak role in a friendship because you don't see that very often but then sammy kind of saying you don't have to apologize to me i'm here to thank you because i wasn't in main events until i started taking your advice you helped me so i'll do the right thing and lay down for you I enjoy, and that Owens almost looked so emotionally moved by the whole thing. I almost feel like that has to play into the match, right? Yeah, I think Sammy's going to turn on Kevin there. You think so? Or Owens is going to have like the title one, and Sammy will cost him the title, and that will lead to their WrestleMania match. Interesting. I thought that was a good, a good bit. I actually thought Owens' match with Ziggler was good. Yeah, it was good. But it doesn't just doesn't – none of this really – it means anything to we had Baron Corbin doing a promo with oh. graphics. Yo, as if guy, his promos couldn't be any worse. Did you see the promo when he came out at the beginning? That, I, don't and know, he was though, I don't know what was worse, that or the backstage one, because they were both bad. They were both terrible. My favorite thing about the one that he was in the in front of the crowd was there was this big dude in the front. I swear this guy's my spirit animal. <laughs> Baron's talking, and the guy's like, <sighs> and he puts his hand on his head, and he, like. He looks like he's about to fall asleep. That was me every time I saw Baron Corbin. I can't believe I spent money on a ticket for this. And he was on in the front row. And Baron, you need to shave your head, dude. <laughs> do it already. Ron has a shaved head. He looks great. Why don't you try it? Shave your head. He should. Luckily for me, I was doing it from age 13. So everyone who knows me has pretty much never known me without a shaved head. It's probably a little harder when people don't know you that way, but Baron, pl- please take Prep's advice and just do it. That long, thinning hair is not doing anything for you. That's, it's disgusting. It is. Uh, yeah, this whole WWE Championship picture is not doing anything for it's me. It's not. He looks like he smells like secondhand smoke. <laughs> That's a good way Jeez. to describe it. AJ, I thought that his match with Corbin was decent, but nothing to write nah, home about. Was whack, Ron. He hit end of days <laughs> on on both Sammy and Kevin afterwards. Women's, we had the six woman tag. One of you guys said you preferred the SmackDown I match did. better. I, one of my notes that I had was that this match was better than most of these women's matches have been lately on these yeah. two shows. That Ruby Riot is pretty pretty yep. good. She is. I thought Liv Morgan looked a lot better. Yeah. Than she has recently, too. Yeah, because that was my note, because I know Prep was talking about how fun her versus Naomi was. Mm-hmm. And this kind of mirrored that a bit. And I like I like the match you're taking out Charlotte 
with her leg, and then I thought Becky had a nice sequence when she got her hot tag. Yeah, and Becky did look good in this match. Yeah, yeah she she did, and I'm glad I'm glad we got a different bit of a story because Charlotte ran through two of the members of the Riot Squad, and now Charlotte and now Ruby Riot she has to face is it Naomi next week? Yeah, she's gonna face Naomi next week, and I'm assuming she's gonna beat Naomi, mm-hmm. and that leads to the one-on-one match with Charlotte. Which I, I'm like, I'm I'm tired of this whole storyline, but I'm looking forward to that match. I think that match should be really good. Right. Yeah, and you guys know sold last week, Sarah Logan's sell of the natural selection, like when she landed like on the top of her head. <laughs> that was great. She looked like Rob Van Dam selling the DDT. Ooh, <laughs> that's good. Yeah, I probably just didn't even notice it. Yeah, you probably fast forwarded it. I, I definitely didn't fast forward, but I was probably texting as, as Eck has said, as a, what we're doing a lot of the times when we're watching these shows. Um, I really hate the selfie promos. I don't hate them. I, I hate some of them. Like Baron's really bad, but I, I thought the Riot Squad's promo was pretty good. It was fine, but then just let the people who are good at it do it. It doesn't need to be where I see six of them on every show. Yeah, like if I could just get like the Riot Squad and Tozawa, <laughs> like I'm good. Did anyone see Kevin Owens at a house show last week? I didn't watch the video. I I, I, I saw it, but I didn't put the volume on. It was pretty great. He said, "Oh, I guess this is the thing everybody's doing now." As if I wasn't doing this six years ago. <laughs> Did it all the way down to the ring, and as he entered the ring, I how do you feel great. about Sammy like being in character when a lady went to take a picture with him? He pushed her. Oh, perfect. <clears throat> but like. Contact like is that like boundaries? It's, it's probably boundaries in 2018. Like where did she step over the line? I couldn't tell. Like, but I don't mind it. I don't either. I'm not. You know me. I don't mm-hmm. care. But I'm like, dang. What did she do to like? Did she say something to him that made him push her? Because or maybe they had like a little wink, wink deal. Maybe. I don't know, but I think the more that these guys can stay in character, especially someone like Sammy, who's kind of known as an overly nice human being. I could speak from experience when I was at the Performance Center. That guy could not have been any nicer or more friendly to everyone who was there. So I think it's important for somebody like that who has that reputation to really play into it when he's not supposed to be that guy. Yeah, another thing is I don't like what they've done with Kevin Owens, especially in the opening of the show. I was like, oh, my God, this is probably Kevin Owens' worst promo he's ever had to cut. It wasn't good. Nothing about that opening was good. Uh, I'm not happy with it. Um, United States championship picture. We have Jinder trying to use the top ten list as the story again. Pretty stupid. Uh, Jinder stands tall at the end of the segment. We have Shane and Daniel Bryan arguing over what the U.S. title match should be at Fastlane. And I guess it's Rude and Orton, and I don't know if I could care much less about this. Anybody excited for Bobby Rude and Randy Orton? So that match didn't happen. It was advertised to happen and didn't Didn't happen, happen, no. It was another segment where... Smackdown blows. Where it ended with a coloss. That was it. <laughs> advertise a match t- twice in a row. Yeah, any, anything. They didn't advertise a match. Anything on this? I thought, anybody? It was, uh, I, thought I saw it advertised no, online. I, no, okay. I really don't. Uh, tag teams. <laughs> tag teams. New Day versus American Alpha 2. This was stupid. Short the match. Match was okay, but I don't get it. Like, the Usos and the New Day should be done. 
Like, I don't want to see it anymore. It's not going to happen. I think the Bludgeon Brothers are going to take their spot. You know what I want to see? Gable and Big E in a singles match. <laughs> I want to see Gable and a lot of people in a singles match. Uh-huh. <laughs> we had that great mat- match with AJ, and we thought that was going to catapult him, and he ended up in this tag team, which has been okay, but it hasn't really catapulted him exactly. Um, yeah, that's everything I got from SmackDown. I don't have much good to say. I I thought it sucked again. I think our good friend Brian Gerard James... We're killing ourselves here every week to deliver you the best wrestling podcast that you want to listen to every week. I think you need to try a little harder to give us something decent to watch on Tuesday nights, Brian. You guys agree? Yes. Yeah, SmackDown, <laughs> SmackDown is by far the worst show WWE is producing right now. Terrible. Um, do we have any listener questions? Yes, I have a question from The Godfather, Joe Lafferty. His question, well, his statement was, <laughs> I enjoy throwback. What would, what would shock the wrestling world? Obviously not on the level of a Hogan or Lesnar, but a CM Punk return would be huge. Ha! Huge. <laughs> Rollins on Monday was incredible. Cena and Reigns performed well also. Some people are hidden in a three-way for Mania, but I believe that Reigns and Lesnar will re- remain one-on-one. After Rollins is wasted at Mania... Do you see him getting traded to SmackDown and working a long program with AJ? This was hinted on the SummerSlam ticket, actually. Please note, I forgot to say that after Rollins is wasted again at Mania. <laughs> so, my first thought is, as much as I would love it if they did a triple threat for Mania, I really don't believe they're going to do it. And I would love it if they had him leave SmackDown. He mentioned you know, the whole promo last week saying, I want to be the man on Raw again. Monday Night Rollins. I would love it if that story developed into, it's not happening for me here. Let me go somewhere else where I can, to use a word from that Alo likes to use very often, where I can flourish. Um, I, would, I would love it if they did that. And I think a program with him and AJ would be, I don't want to say phenomenal because it's too easy, but I think that would be incredible <laughs> if they let those two go at it for a while. Uh, so I, I personally would be thrilled with that. I could see it happening, and I would really love it if it did happen. I don't know. What do you guys think? Uh, I, I think that'd be great. Another way they could also play it is even if he didn't want to do it. Like, I feel like it's kind of a little overused where it's everyone's like, ah, oh, it's not working here on Raw. I want to go to SmackDown. I think if they do that either draft or lottery shakeup, it's like, well, these are the cards, cards I'm dealt. Like, I, I want to be on Raw, but now I'm on SmackDown. And if anything, that could almost borderline if if a heel turn would work or it's the right time, he could flip and be be pissed. Like, I don't even want to be here. Right. And then, and then go straight straight to AJ. And if that's the case, if that's what's being advertised for SmackDown, what better way to highlight the pay-per-view of the summer? Right. Brent? The question about Seth, right? Mm-hmm. So X said something that I feel like is gonna happen in our he said it in a group text like about seth and aj it it scares me that like it could be like aj and kevin like what if they don't have that chemistry right but i still really want to see it me too like that's like different like i asked i was like has this not happened like live on like a wwe show since they haven't had a one-on-one match and if you watched raw if you had a pulse and the tv was on you can only dream of that. Because, like, the first thing that, like, 
you get halfway through that match, like before Roman even took the pinfall, you're like, Seth's the best wrestler in the world. And then 15 minutes later, he's in the ring with John Cena, and you're like, yeah, Seth Rollins is maybe the best wrestler in the world. And then he beats Cena, and, you're, and you know, the roller coaster of emotions, you're like, this guy's the best wrestler in the world. And then he's eliminated, not to take anything away from his performance. It's just kind of processed through my head. I'm like, well, wait a minute, never mind. AJ Styles is the greatest wrestler in the world. I, like, I'm going to pause Raw. I'm going to put the network on. And whenever they had their match, I need to watch it. Wait, there is no match. <laughs> so that is something that I am very excited to see. And hopefully sooner than later. We deserve it. We definitely do. Alo? Yeah, I, I think I think it'll happen because that's something fresh. I think they want to kind of keep AJ on SmackDown. And Rollins, he does need something new. So I do expect that to happen during the next draft or shakeup or whatever they're going to call it. And also in agreement with Laugh, CM Punk coming back would be the biggest story in wrestling. I don't know that there's anything else that could compete with that. I I don't know his exact statement whether it was just the biggest thing. Just that it would be huge, not on the level of Hogan or Lesnar, but it would be huge. Even going back to throwback, nothing will really top Hogan. So... I, that's the biggest thing to happen in wrestling, what, as long as in wrestling, like, no matter where. It doesn't even need to be WWE. He's like the one thing that will shake up any organization or any company or indie. I think that would get more notice for WWE than Ronda Rousey signing will. Yeah, because, I mean, you got to figure, I mean, how many Fairweather fans would not be so Fairweather. Um, you know, borderline, There, there's people that they're – favorite player turns on leaves a sporting team and they stop watching that team they stop supporting that team cm punk i'm sure there are fans that when he left stopped watching wwe yeah absolutely and a lot of people in the years since have slowly gone away from wwe and would come back immediately if they found that out uh any more listener questions that was it so real quick i mentioned joel Embiid at the top of the show I would like to congratulate his opponent in the NBA All-Star Game, the MVP of the All-Star Game, LeBron James. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, we have a new segment. A new segment. I thought you were going to put that as the icing. You put that on after that. No, no, I'll do it now. Alo's been chomping at the bit for this. So Stump Alo is the new uh, segment of the show where a question is asked about a somewhat obscure pay-per-view from... His era of wrestling, which I would guess is probably late 90s to, to now, I guess. Um, bragging rights 2010. Uh, what seven members made up Team SmackDown? Ooh, he might get me on this one. <laughs> <laughs> what a way to start, uh, start. Stomp him the first week. The seven members. And... He and I agreed you don't need to get all seven. Okay. I know. If, you, if you can get five, we'll consider that a success. 2000, 2010. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of them weren't even big names. That's the thing about it. The only, the only way I could give you any help here is to tell you there was a singles match... Wade Barrett over Randy Orton. If that helps you with this pay per view at all, because my memory is hitting me from 
bragging rights 09 because I'm trying to figure I feel like we were asking questions about one of these pay-per-views like recently or like a throwback no I was texting you and bragging because I was asking you something about ECW bragging rights 2010 who was champion 2010 at that time alright so Orton was champion and he fought Miz was on no that's Team Raw Miz was on Miz Team Miz was Raw. on Team Raw. I remember that, and Team Raw lost. You're right about both of those things. Because <laughs> <laughs> SmackDown was irrelevant in 2010. Can't let stop me on the first week. 2010. Because SmackDown was so bad. <laughs> Del Rio? He's one of them. So that's one. Dolph Ziggler? Uh, he is not on there. How many wrongs does he get? Uh, we'll say two. 2010, the worst year in wrestling. <laughs> he really picked an obscure paper here, too. Mm hmm. Because that's when they took out. Taker too, so Kane was world heavyweight champion. Ray, mm-hmm, that's two. Big Show, mm-hmm, that's three. You said there's seven guys. Seven guys. So you're two away from getting credit from the for the question. Christian. Christian is not on there. I'll let you keep going. Well, that there, yeah, you just can't guess another wrong. Okay, so you, who I have so far, Del Rio. You show. have Del Rio, Big Show, and Rey Mysterio. Rey Mysterio, who was IC champion in 2010. And you missed on Ziggler. Yeah. And who did you just Christian, say? Christian, I said Christian. Christian. Okay. Cody wasn't on there. Correct. I said Ray, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. The tag, no, Cena won the tag titles that show. He's, he won with Otunga. He won the world tag team titles. One man is a former world heavyweight champion. <laughs> Like that's like that's pretty specific. Yes, in, in that's camera. almost everybody. Exactly. <laughs> All right, after this one, I think I'm gonna I'm tap because I, I I'm I'm lost here because that was like really obscure. Uh, this was Nexus era. Wasn't Randy? One guy that's still in the company. That narrows it down, Ron. Really. Um. And the rest of them aren't. Mark Henry wasn't on there, was he? Mm-mm. Okay. That was your last uh, guess? Yeah. Okay, so the other members of Team SmackDown. Edge. Ah. Jack Swagger. Kofi Kingston. And Tyler Rex. Okay. <laughs> so, 0 for 1 on Stump Alo. We will be back next week with a new edition. So, but I was able to name everything else that fucking. Yeah, happened. yeah, you named a lot of stuff that happened on that show. 
So you, you still that, acquitted you just yourself. Made last day. You still acquitted yourself well. Um, so yes, MVP of the All Star Game, LeBron James. Again, not going to make a big deal about it. Congratulations on the MVP victory. Uh, come on, Matt Madness, unsanctioned. You have another game in Philadelphia coming up, I believe, in March. We will be here waiting anxiously for you to sit in the throne and discuss a little wrestling with us. Alo, you have any advice for for LeBron this week or his team? Gear up for the second half of the season, guys. <laughs> That's all I got to say. Uh, so that is the show this week. Listen to Falls Count Anywhere, The Perfect Edge. Go back and listen to Throwback Madness, uh, Unsanctioned. Subscribe on iTunes, five-star ratings and reviews. Check out Elroy Prepson's YouTube channel to check out what we're doing. Alo, move a little merch before we get out of here. What a maneuver! What a maneuver.net to embrace the madness and colinnebo.com using promo code madness for 10% off your order. So that is the show for Ek2 Fly, Eric Trembicki, for international YouTube superstar Preptagon Jr., Josh Prepaguina. For Mr. Wednesday Night Live, we call him Alo. The ladies call him Balo. I am Ron Pashery, and we will see you next week. Hop on the top rope by the land with his elbow. Got him now, put him down right now. Hit him with the palm handle. Tuning up the band, y'all don't understand. This is Superman, it's a summer slam. Here we go again. Fans mocking man, man, I hate my balls. Shut the mission, man. It ain't safe to land off the cell. Fans love it, ain't hard to tell. Talking madness, awesome. Well, what I'm cooking, man, y'all off the smell.